Thank you for listening to Desert Spring United Methodist Sunday Sermon. We're glad you found us and that you chose to be part of our church. Online listeners, you are a significant part of our church community, and we're grateful you're with us. We hope you enjoy the sermon you're about to hear. If you would like to engage with our staff, we can be found on Facebook, Vimeo, and Instagram. Or call us at 702-256-5933. Well, today, Pastor Tim out in the Northwest Campus and I are completing this series of sermons entitled Fulfilled. And in this series, we've been, uh, we've been talking about some of the characteristics of a fulfilled life. We began by talking about gratitude and how practicing thanksgiving, being grateful, begins to open us up to become aware of just how much we have to be grateful for. I mean, none of us here did anything to deserve or to earn being alive, and yet here we are. Life itself comes as gift. And no matter what we're experiencing in our life today, we can only experience, the, experience that because we have received gift. And the more we come, become aware of the truth of how so much of life is gift, the more fulfilled our lives become. We also talked about the importance of Sabbath, of setting aside time to focus on what's most important in life, our relationship with God and also our relationship with people in our lives. We practiced mindfulness as a way of setting aside the distractions and the busyness of the day to be present in a moment, to be present for one another, to be present to God, to hear God's still small voice, the stuff of a fulfilled life. Last week we talked about the experience of awe, that pleasant insignificance, the humility that comes with us recognizing our place within creation. Who am I, the God, to be mindful of me, little old me, as small as I am, in the vastness of all that God created? And yet, God is mindful of us. God acted, incarnation, Emmanuel, God with us, that we have life and have it in abundance. And the more we focus on all that God has done for us through Christ Jesus, our Lord, the more we're filled with a sense of awe and wonder. Now, today we're going to conclude this, this, this series by talking about the gift of Christian community and how in Christian community, our joy is made complete and we find meaning and purpose for our lives. Community is, with Christians is a gift from God. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the great German theologian who was arrested during World War II and thrown into a concentration camp, wrote about how difficult it was for him in that concentration camp to be a Christian all alone. It's in, within the community that we come to understand who we are and we find meaning for our lives. So I'm going to pause now so we can listen to the reading of Scripture from the book of Acts and the book of Romans. And as you listen to these scriptures, read, these are coming from the Message Bible today, and, and as you listen to these scriptures, pay close attention not only to what they say about community, but all of the themes of this series of sermons comes through these two scriptures. So Kim, will you read for us? The first scripture is from Romans 12, 3 through 6. I'm speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me and especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you. Living then, as every one of you does, in pure grace, it's important that you not misinterpret yourselves 
as people who are bringing this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. In this way, we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and functions as part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts in Christ's body, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. And my daughter Liberty will read the second scripture. Acts 2, 43 through 47. All came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having much goodwill for all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This, this is the, the word, word of God, God for, for the, the people, people of God. God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you, Liberty. Thank you, Kim. Isn't it wonderful? Kim, how she's mentoring her daughter and, and leadership in the church. This is wonderful. So thank you. After the first service, David said, well, Liberty, you did extremely well. And Kim, you did okay. <laughs> Keep it real. Keep it real. Yeah. Keep it real. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord our God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The first three chapters in the Bible, Genesis chapters 1 through 3, are full of meaning. If you've been, through, been here throughout this series of sermons, you've heard me reference Genesis 1 and 2 a lot. They're packed full of meaning. In Genesis chapter 1, we learn about, a lot about God. How God is wholly different from us, all-powerful and mighty, and yet God is good. We learn about creation, how everything that exists has its origin in God who spoke, who created. And we learn a lot about ourselves, too. How God created us, male and female, in God's own image. We are created. And that being created in the image of God means that there's something about us that's good deep within us. There's something that's good, very good. And in the image of God, we are created with freedom. Given responsibility for the care of creation. In Genesis chapter 2, we learn more about God. How this holy and powerful God who spoke creation into being chooses to draw near to us, to be involved in our lives in very close and intimate kinds of ways. And we learn more about ourselves too. How God invites us 
to be partners with God in the unfolding plan of God when it comes to creation and our lives. Invited to be partners with God in creation itself. And it's there in Genesis chapter 2 that we hear a second gift of creation, the first gift that we have life. And the second gift, God says it's not right that you should have to live it alone. And so the second gift of creation is the gift of community, of community. Side by side, a sense of equality and mutuality is present in Genesis chapter 2 as we seek to fulfill our responsibility to tend the garden, to care for God's creation. It's the unfolding plan of God. But in our freedom, will we continue to carry out God's plan? In Genesis chapter 3, we find out that Adam and Eve choose otherwise. They, rather than carrying out the very plan of God, they, they choose to carry out their own plan, to be in charge of their own lives, to establish, establish themselves to be like God over their own lives. They ate the forbidden fruit, and in so doing, immediately we see brokenness come to the community. As Adam and Eve start to hide from one another, as they try to hide from God, brokenness enters into the community. As they start pushing themselves away from each other by blaming each other and pointing fingers at each other. As they push God away by blaming God and pointing fingers at God. Brokenness comes into the community. And as we continue through the book of Genesis, we see that brokenness grow and grow to domination of other people and to violence. But I wonder, what would, like, what would life be like if such brokenness of sin hadn't entered into human relationships? What would life be like? I mean, certainly there would not be the domination that we see too often in relationships today. There would be a sense of mutuality, of equality, side by side as co-workers in creation. And nobody would need to wonder if there is a God because God would dwell with us. But Genesis doesn't really tell us too much about what life could have been like. We do see that, however, in Jesus. And Jesus, whose life was not defined by the brokenness and sin, but was defined by love. He shows us what our life and our relationships can become. And we see it, too, in the formation of the church, in Christian community. These communities kind of like the establishment of the Garden of Eden all over again. We see, Christian community, what life can be like, what it can become. In Acts chapter 2, the church is born. Peter stands up and proclaims Christ crucified and risen from the dead. People come to the faith. They organize into churches, into communities of faith. And by the end of chapter 2 of the book of Acts, we hear descriptions of these communities of faith, of the church, as they shared with one another their resources in order that everybody have what they need. As they were filled with awe and wonder over all that God was doing in their midst as they gathered around the table to celebrate Christ's sacrifice. And it says that as they gathered, they always gave thanks to God. They gave thanks to God. Thanksgiving is not just a personal practice. It's something that belongs to the community of faith. As we, as a community, as we share our stories with one another of how God is at work in our lives, 
we find ourselves increasingly grateful for all that God is doing and sharing our stories builds the community of faith. I was born into a Christian family, raised with Christian values. Early teenager, I accepted this faith as my own and became a Christian. It wasn't too long after that I had a clear vision that my life was going to be one as being a pastor of a church. But by the time I was a late teen and in my early 20s, I became disillusioned with the church. There were lots of stories I could tell related to that disillusionment. But one kind of stands out in my mind at this moment. I remember it specifically, how there was a group of people within the church that I attended whose political ideology was more important to them than anything the pastor would say than anything Jesus might have taught. And it troubled me. It troubled me so much. And eventually, I just decided to leave the church. And so I left. Still hungry for Christian community. Still hungry for community. I sought out a community that would, that would be honest and that would be accepting. And if I'm going to be honest with you, that would be like-minded with me. And I found such a community, not in the church. A space where I could explore without any expectations on me at all. I could explore what God wanted me to become. A sense of acceptance was there. But it didn't take me too long to begin to realize what was not there. And what was not there was any real transformation. The people in the community, they had their brokenness. I mean, we all have our brokenness. We have our brokenness, but within that community, there was no way for the community to deal with that brokenness in order to bring about any kind of healing or any kind of change to a person's life. They simply accepted the brokenness. And increasingly, my heart longed for transformation. Meanwhile, God wouldn't let me go. God just kept pushing me. And I'd have one foot in the door of the church and then one foot back out and one foot back in and one foot back out until finally God got fed up and just shoved me back in. As it became clear that my life was to be as a pastor of a church. And so I accepted that and I entered into the community a bit suspicious that I would find no one who was like-minded with me. But to make a very long story not quite so long, what I found was something very different from that. What I found was that I shared in common with people that which is most important in life, a faith in Jesus Christ. That was what was most important in life, and I, I shared that with these people. And yeah, they weren't perfect. They weren't perfect. But it was there that I began to realize Neither was I. And when I began to realize that, that became freeing. It opened me up to transformation as I realized that I was guilty of the very thing I blamed others of. I was guilty of the same thing that I was blaming other people for doing. Like Adam and Eve pointing fingers at each other, blaming each other. 
I was guilty of that. And transformation began to come as the community of faith helped me to heal from that kind of brokenness, helped to form me as a person, as a Christian. And I'm just so grateful to God for shoving me in. I mean, I'm just grateful to God for the church and for how sisters and brothers in Christ have touched my life and helped me to grow to become the person that I am. I mean, it's my story of how God's been at work in my life, and I'm just so grateful. And the believers gathered, we hear in Acts, and they gave thanks to God for all that God was doing in their lives. And community was formed. But that's not all that there is to Christian community. We know that. Many years later, St. Paul wrote a, a letter to the church in Rome. And in that letter, he tried to help folks understand some more about Christian community. He wanted folks to understand that it's within Christian community that we find meaning for our lives. And so he tells them about how it is that they all have spiritual gifts. You know, God-given abilities that can be used to help carry forth the purpose of the church you have been given spiritual gifts. You have God-given abilities that can be used to help the church succeed. And I've been given spiritual gifts, God-given abilities to help the church succeed. We all have been given gifts, Paul says. And then he compares us to being like a body, one body, Christ's body, each of us with a part. So maybe you're the leg of the body. Maybe you're the arm of the body. Maybe you're the nose or the ear. But all of us have a part and all of us are important. And when it comes to comparing that to our gifts, none of us have all the gifts. All of us have some of the gifts, but together we are a body. We can do anything God asks of us to do. And that's part of what Paul wanted to communicate. But that's not all he wanted to communicate. Remembering my story that I just shared and pulling words from Paul's words that were read just a few moments ago. Let's just say that, that I am like a finger to the body. That that's my part of the body. I'm like a finger in the body. I bring something that's important to the body. I'm like a finger. But now if the finger is cut off, if it's separated from the body, Paul says, what can it do? I mean, it really can't do much of anything separated from the body. It's when the finger is connected to the body that it has meaning, that it has purpose, that it can accomplish something for God. And I discovered that in my own life. Being connected to the body is where I found meaning and purpose for my own life. And we are the body, a part of a community of faith. In this community, we experience gratitude for the ways that God's at work in our lives. A sense of awe wells up within us. But also, we experience meaning and purpose for our lives as we seek to be a part of God's plan for creation itself. 
In the scripture from the book of Acts, we hear how the disciples, the early Christians would gather around the table often. They'd gather around the table and they would come in awe of all that God had done for them. They would come with grateful hearts for being a part of a community where God was at work. They would come to receive what God was offering and for their lives to be filled, fulfilled. So it was. And so it is. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Desert Spring United Methodist Church. New sermons are posted weekly. Follow us to get updates and news from your church.